Hey, hey, and welcome again to Motos and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by the editors at Ultimate Motorcycling. My name is Arthur Coldwells. This week we come to you straight from the launch of Husqvarna's all-new Norden 901 adventure bike. Jess McKinley was fortunate enough to try out the new beast, although he had to travel all the way to the Azores to do it. The new Husqvarna middleweight is high-powered, light, and it contains a couple of very nice surprises, not least how competitively priced it is. I'm more of a street and track bike guy, so I was really looking forward to hear Jess's expert opinion on the new Norden. He didn't let me down. I hope you enjoy this episode. This is really special. I think any kind of new, you know, a new net new motorcycle launch is kind of special, but the Husqvarna Nord 901, they really kind of hit it out of the park. Um, and of course they, of course they are, right? I mean, right, it it's is, Husqvarna. I mean, it's, Husqvarna. it's based on, you know, the KTM 890 Adventure platform, which uh, is class leading in almost every single category. Um, right. So yeah, this was definitely a special launch and it's a pretty amazing bike. So where did you go? <laughs> so that's, that's a story I told a lot of people. So we went to the Azor Islands. Whereabouts are those? They're Spanish, aren't they? They're Portuguese. So the Azores, they're about two and a half miles, two and a half hours by plane west of Portugal. So really a volcanic island chain in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. Yeah, I had heard of the Azores before. I know like some diplomats meet there every now and then. It's not mainland Europe. It's not North America. But I spoke to a lot of very uh, intelligent American friends, and no one knew where the Azores were. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a long trip getting there, but the place is amazing. Um, there's seven different islands. We are on one island. And uh, think of it as Ireland meets Hawaii. So hot and, hot and wet, basically. <laughs> it's warm and wet. It's 80% humidity year round. It's between 60 Fahrenheit and about 85 Fahrenheit year round. Okay. Everything is green. It's just not tropical. It's kind of subtropical. So it's just really wet. Okay. Uh, so think about like moss growing on the tarmac from a motorcycling <laughs> perspective. Like it never gets cold enough there to like kill the moss. And so it's literally green tarmac. Um, so yeah. Anyhow, very special place. Wow. Why do you think Husqvarna chose that? I mean, is there something particular about the terrain to, to put the bike through its paces there or something? Or? I think the backstory is they really wanted to launch it in Iceland to try to go with this whole, whole kind of Nordic theme of Husqvarna. Um, and, you know, I think like the, the, the climate in Iceland is just really amazing, but it's freaking cold. Over, yeah, beginning of November, I think that window closed on him. So, um, you know, they couldn't do the Canary Islands. That's been done before by KTM. And right. uh, it's a little warmer. Morocco's been done. No one, this is the very first motorcycle press launch in the Azores ever. Uh, wow. So I think they also chose it too because of the temperate weather. Uh, if, okay. if it's wet, at least it's not cold. Uh, right. Yeah, and there's some pretty amazing views. It's very volcanic, so there's just a lot of mist and a lot of, you know, these big calderas filled in with water and really curvy, nice tarmac roads around the island. 
So I was kind of pleasantly surprised that they uh, that they booked it in the Azores. That was kind of, um, you know, like I said, it's never been done before. Right, right, right. So the Norden 901 is a street legal off-road motorcycle. Correct. Street legal off-road motorcycle, two-cylinder, kind of fits in this adventure segment. And, okay. you know, the adventure segment used to be these really big, you know, leader plus bikes like the BMW DS 1250 and even the new uh, the new Harley Davidson Pan America right, uh, right. was launched. But there's this really sweet spot, this midsize uh, kind of group that's that's out there. So you have uh, Triumph Tiger 800, you've got um, the Yamaha Tenere 700. You're getting so much horsepower out of these smaller packages that you want something a bit lighter for off-road use. And so this is really the sweet spot. So KTM manufactured their 890 Adventure, um, which I think of it is, it's an awesome bike. I love that bike. To me, that is an adventure bachelor or bachelorette party on wheels. It is all performance. <laughs> it is how much fun can you have over a weekend? Uh, that's the 890 Adventure. The Husqvarna version is a very much refined version of that. Less bachelor party, more travel enduro, more longer term, more time in the saddle, like really connecting far away distances. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it, it has, do they share the same engine? It's a, it's a parallel twin engine, isn't it? Yeah. So they actually share quite a few parts. They share um, the same frame, the same chassis, same swing arm, the 899cc uh, parallel twin engine which puts out 105 horsepower and weighs like 117 pounds so it's almost a one for one yeah wow 100 yeah. horsepower in an off-road bike 105 horsepower so these are the same specs that we were getting on you know adventure bikes 10 years ago that were 1200 cc and weighed a couple hundred pounds more this weighs in at 450 pounds uh without wow. fuel and you know, 105 horsepower, 74 uh, foot-pounds of torque. I mean, just amazing amount of power on tap. Does I mean, does that make it? Well, to me, it would make it unrideable. But I mean, to yeah. you, probably. <laughs> in the in the past, that much horsepower, it really took um, you know, kind of a, a, a an expert level rider, and that was that was the whole conundrum in the adventure market. You know, they'd sell a lot of these bikes, you know, 10 years ago, if you think of BMW GS, they sold a ton of those bikes. Very few of them ever went off-road because it's such a scary endeavor if you're not, you know, really deft with your right hand and clutch and putting the power down. And also you're riding a $20,000, you know, dirt bike that you don't want to, you know, drop because it weighs more than you can lift. So there are a lot of barriers for those older bikes. Right, right, right. But obviously this has more manageable weight. And do they do a lot of, you know, sort of electronic control of the engine? Are there, there are different riding modes, I think? Yeah, so there's a whole slew of electronics. And so it has, um, you know, a six axis uh, sensor in there. So it's got cornering ABS. It has a lot of different ride modes that are configurable. It has, and it has the traction control. The, 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 main, the main aspect of, the Norden 901 that I really, really like is it's got four different ride modes. It's got its street mode. It's got its rain mode. Rain mode knocks the power down to 40, 80 horsepower, which by the way is more than some of the peak horsepower of the other bikes <laughs> in its category. 
<laughs> and that's in range yeah. of good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the 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 roll, the power, the throttle roll on is right. Good. Much much less aggression at the throttle, I would yeah, think. Much so. less. It has yeah. kind of the off-road mode, which is still full horsepower, but a little bit more uh, transitional throttle, and it shuts off the rear ABS. So it has front ABS, but allows you to skid the back ABS, and it takes the lean sensor um, intrusion, or at least that element, that parameter, uh, away. And then okay. the what, what they call the explorer mode is the choose-your-own-adventure mode. And that's my favorite mode, of course, because you can choose which throttle you like if you want the snappy street or if you want the more progressive off-road. I like the more progressive off-road throttle. But it allows me to have nine different levels of traction control from, wow. yeah, from one, which is barely perceptible, very, very little intrusion. Think of big, long wheelies. It will start setting down right when you go to shift, basically, to the next gear. Um, okay. To nine, and nine is almost full traction control in street mode. So between one to nine, and you can paddle shift it on the go, it just makes it amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I like that. So you can change it on the fly. Presumably, you just flip a button, close the throttle, to confirm it, and away you go. You don't even close the throttle. Oh, really? <laughs> That's the beauty of this. You don't even have to. So literally, I can be on some wet, kind of wet tarmac. Well, I'll just leave it in nine. I'll leave it in, in the Explorer mode in nine, off-road ABS engaged, which means I don't have any ABS on the rear, but I have it in the front. And so I'll have it in nine because that, it'll give me slip. Um, and then on wet cobblestone, I think I was doing like 90 kilometers and I just rolled on the throttle in nine and it did step out at nine. I'll bet. Uh, cobblestones? Wet cobblestones? Cobblestone. Holy shit. That's going straight. So that's just <laughs> on the throttle straight. Um, but nine um, in the wet tarmac feels great. But then as soon as you get in the dirt, all you have to do is paddle shift it down to three or four. And you can just do big drifts and slides and wheelie. You can bump it down to one if you even have that much traction. And you can really start having a little bit more fun. Um, but it's all on the fly. And so as opposed to having to change at a, a complete mode, and close the throttle like you mentioned, I just leave it in this mode and just go from one to nine back and forth. And it's good for just about any condition. Wow, that's a really interesting concept. It's almost like changing the throttle response. I mean, it isn't the throttle response, but it's almost like changing that. So you're able to mute the throttle in certain ways. You can sort of, it's changing the volume on the fly. Right. That is really cool. And it's, changing it at the rear tire mm -hmm. rather than where it's being produced at the engine. Mm -hmm. What an interesting concept. I love it. Yeah, I love the concept too. And this is how you get 105 horsepower um, in a package that can just span the spectrum from a beginner rider to an expert. Or if you're taking it out for a, you know, a day jaunt in the dirt for lunch, um, you're going to be riding that bike differently than if you're on a two-week expedition through the Alps or the Dolomites, where you're going to, you know, be preserving yourself, your energy and, and your machinery a little bit different than on, on a day ride. Well, right. And especially if you're riding through the desert and you come across all these different conditions mm -hmm. and, you know, and especially if it's not terrain that you're necessarily that sure of, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you come across something that surprised something, you find yourself mired in, you know, six inch deep sand or something. Right. Right. And you can react, you can react quickly. You, you're not, wow, that's, wow, that's great. I love it. it really, cool. Yeah, it really is the killer app uh, for adventure bikes. 
And this same electronic package KTM has on their 890 version, where I love that I can do like typically on an adventure bike, if you're doing off-road hill climb and you don't, if you need to stop like to help somebody or whatever, typically you have to turn this big behemoth of a bike down and get a better with traction control, you can literally take 105 horsepower, put it in like number four of that nine, and just start motoring on the incline to make it up the rest of the hill. So these are things that make it easy to do, which would be very, very tough in the past to do without some sort of electronic package. Wow, that's really impressive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the chassis, I guess it goes without saying that the chassis and suspension are, are, are typical Husky and pretty good. Yeah, so it's really good. So the way that they kind of slot it is KTM has the 890 Adventure R, which is 48 millimeter forks. It's kind of full spec off-road. They have their non-R version, kind of their more pedestrian version of the 890 Adventure. The Husqvarna Nord 901 slots right in between those. So it has the same 43 millimeter diameter type forks that the KTM 890 has, but it has 20 millimeters more travel. So it has a little bit more travel. So the first thing I'm thinking is like, man, I really wish I had my you know, bigger 48 spec fork on here. But after spending a day or two, no way would I want that rigidity. I really like the flex from the 43 because this is supposed to be a travel enduro, an all day long bike that doesn't fatigue you. It doesn't have the narrow seat of right. KTM Adventure. It has a nice broad, comfortable seat. It has the suspension that has flex. So it's like almost like this is more a bike for the real world. It's not so highly focused and so committed that you know racers love it and everybody else kind of deals with it this is something that actually the man in the street is going to going to really enjoy yeah absolutely that's why you know Husqvarna really nailed it here because it is a refined version it takes all the best things from the KTM 890 Adventure R but when you're done with the bachelor party and you really want to kind of go back to the real world and have 85% of that off-road performance, the Nord 901 is really the bike for that. That sounds awesome. So did you get a chance to ride it on the street? Yeah. So we did a lot of, a lot of street, a lot of gravel. We did uh, some, you know, some, some um, off-road that included some jumps and some sand. We rode it in all kinds of different conditions. Um, and so really... I'm, I'm very comfortable on, you know, the KTM 890 version of this. And so the off-road performance is almost the same. Like I said, this suspension is softer. It's a lot more comfortable uh, for the street or for travel. And it has that flex. So you don't have that rigidity coming back and forth um, in the handlebar. So I think that this selection, the 43 millimeter um, uh, Apex suspension, WP suspension that they put, put on the Nord 901, is the perfect spec. Um, I would not want it more off-road worthy. So I really think they kind of hit that, that sweet spot. What they really changed on this bike was the aesthetics and the, the comfortability to go long distance. Interesting. And one of the, the it's interesting because yeah, the, it has the KTM 890 has this rally tank. So it's like rally racing tank where the fuel is down by your feet and knees. And it really makes the bike very easy to maneuver because the fuel load is so low. Right. And that to create that tank rotationally molded, it's a very expensive piece. And so I think, you know, 
manufacturing efficiency would say, hey, let's have a part share. Let's make sure that the tank on the KTM also matches the Husqvarna. It doesn't. They change that tank subtly um, to be a little bit more narrow on the bottom, have a little bit more weight on top, which kind of gives it a little bit more stability um, or that kind of um, feeling of stability. And it has a full fairing, which the KTM 890 doesn't. It's really more of a naked off-road adventure bike where this has that full fairing. So you're punching a bigger hole through the air and you don't have all of that on your chest or on your helmet visor. So, you know, eating miles all day long is really easy to do. Awesome. So as a street guy, mm -hmm. um, which, which I primarily am, actually, I'm exclusively a street <laughs> guy, let's, let's be honest. But, <laughs> with this, with this sort of off-road, mm -hmm. you know, comfortable, soft suspension, mm -hmm. does that mean that this thing just wallows around like a dying wildebeest on the street? If you try and take if you just try and take corners at any kind of level of speed. The, the Husqvarna KTM dealer for the Azores was our guide. And he's an off-road enthusiast. He's the dealer. He's actually your handler for anything you need in the Azores. He'll hook you up. Yeah, rental cars. <laughs> and he, he is the guy. Um, and his son is part of the Portuguese off-road uh, national team. So he is a very accomplished rider himself. Um, so I'm following him on the tarmac because, you know, California senses when you see moss on the tarmac, you slow down. You don't really want to take that. His lines and it's raining and I'm seeing where the water's coming through. And it's got the Pirelli Scorpion um, dual sport tires, a kind of 80 street, 20 dirt. Um, and I'm following him. Okay. Yeah, I'm following him. I lost the front twice. I had my foot down. I had my foot down both times that it happened. So I was able to adjust and push myself up. One of them is on video. The photographers uh, caught it. Uh, <laughs> so you can really get into this bike um, with that much power. Um, and the handling is there. It's got an adjustable pre uh, rear shock preload that you can do by hand. And so I had to put about eight or nine hand you know, handfuls of preload to really get the bike on its nose because it handles a lot better when it's on its nose. When it's on its nose, I felt really, really comfortable. Without that, before that, I could feel that front end drift a little bit. And that's kind of where I lost that front a couple of times in the wet. Right. So just wanted to... But yeah, Arthur, you, you could burn this bike up on the uh, tarmac. It would just be a blast. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And the Pirelli Scorpion tires are are excellent. I mean, Pirelli tires are, are, are exemplary. So uh, mm -hmm. sounds like a great combo. So does it have any um, kind of other accoutrement? I mean, I hate to say it, but does it have cruise control or any of that kind of stuff or luggage or? Yeah. So it comes standard with uh, a quick shifter. They call it the easy shift. Nice. And that's, yeah. So it has it. So again, you can get really lazy. You know, you're going at blistering speeds before you know it just through the quick shifter. Uh, so that standard, it has the LED lights uh, as standard uh, equipment as well. Um, it's got a steering stabilizer that comes standard. It does have the cruise control that you mentioned. Um, I didn't try that out. I've tried it out on other models. So it really, um, it's got a, a two-level a two seat. Uh, so the pillion seat stays at the same level, but you have two different um, or two different settings for uh, for the seat. So um, it's pretty complete. The only two things that you have to uh, pay for that are aftermarket is that Explorer mode, which allows you to go for that one to nine traction control. And it's just a firmware upgrade, which is one of those things like, uh, 
it's hard to kind of fathom paying money to unlock something that's already on the bike. Yeah, that is a bit odd, but okay. The other piece that's not really ready for uh, prime time yet is the connectivity package, which is the Bluetooth and nav to your phone. So you, you download the Husqvarna app and then you can have all that connectivity onto your screen. So you can see um, on the TF, the five inch TFT display, you can see nav. Um, and we tested it out. It's still in beta. Um, with the chip shortage, if they're making it an aftermarket, it was going to be included uh, as part of the standard package. They just don't have enough semiconductor chips to do it. So they're making it an aftermarket. Okay. Uh, or not aftermarket, but uh, as an add-on. Yeah, it does come with quite a few different, uh, um, you know, things that you would kind of kind of pay for, I think, as, as, as additional items on other bikes can't imagine too many people would want the stripped down version yeah so that's the other thing too you know ktm is really famous for having all kinds of different flavors like there's two flavors of the 890 adventure almost all of their off-road motorcycles come in different flavors whether you're doing motocross or cross country or desert the husqvarna nord 901 there's one of them in fact there's only one colorway too it comes in this very Bauhaus looking you know white gray Scandinavian slash Ikea type of uh, you know singular kind of look um, and it comes with just about everything that they can put on other than the Explorer mode which I get you know have that adjustability you probably want to have someone pay for it right and I think it's a couple hundred dollars extra which is a bargain but think probably the lawyers negligible negligible but i think the lawyers probably talked to them and said hey you know if you're going to have this kind of configurability you probably want people to opt in uh, uh, and pay for it oh that's an interesting thing yeah you, you know that might be right you might be right yeah so braking on it i mean you said that it has abs braking and you can turn turn off turn it off at the rear and obviously with that six axis imu you've got cornering abs as well presumably yes yeah, so cornering abs off-road ABS or completely off ABS. So off-road is limited on the front, totally off on the back with any lean um, angle sensitivity turned off, and then you can completely turn it off. Um, so I can't really think of another, you know, I, the adjustability in the ABS is there for me, especially off-road. I like to have the off-road ABS on so I can slide the rear, but if I'm on a short amount of dirt, I won't even bother. I'll just kind of turn the traction control down to two or three so I can let it hang out and I just need a little bit more space to 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 break um, but yeah so it has all of that the the components are the J1 components from Spain okay so it's a little departure from the Brembo that they've used in the past um, but they're well I mean J1 is owned by Brembo now oh interesting okay yeah 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 Brembo acquired them I think uh, I think at the beginning of this year about this time last year um so they are they are essentially Brembo components now. I mean, they're sort of slightly more budget, but mm -hmm. did, did you have plenty of feel, you know, at the lever with them or? Yeah, so I was really surprised. In fact, I've tried these out on the KTM version, which were also J1, and I thought they were Brembo because they had the bite that I kind of expect from Brembo. Um, and enough progression for me, not a lot. I don't like too much progression. I like a good initial bite and then, you know, just not as much progression as as... I don't know. I, I don't want to feel spongy in any way. Um, right. so I, yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. It's got, you know, stainless steel braided hoses. So, I mean, they're taking all of that kind of flex out of it. I think a lot of people thought they were Brembo because their, their um, 
their label is Husqvarna, and on the KTM, they're also labeled KTM, but they're yeah, they're J1 brakes. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've touched a little bit on on value. What whereabouts does this fall in terms of pricing? I need to figure out what the uh, what that Explorer add-on is, and what the connectivity pack, uh, the Bluetooth add-on is for that. Yeah, I think it's it's an MSRP of thirteen nine nine nine, so fourteen grand, which is cheaper than the 850 gs adventure a little bit more expensive than the africa twin um a little bit cheaper than the adventure r and even the suzuki v-strom and the triumph tiger 900 rally wow that's so they've this is very competitively priced that's a bargain uh for the performance you get it's a bargain right in the ballpark so i think that the ktm adventure R is $200 more than that. And I think that the standard KTM adventure is uh, probably $1,000 less than that. But that's a, that's a lot lower spec uh, suspension package. So this with the Explorer mode unlocked is going to be exactly the same price as the KTM. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's the, the $84,000 question. If you could only have one of those, which one would you go for? <laughs> It's that's a good question because it's that's where I use the bachelor party analogy. Like the the KTM and you know 890 Adventure R is perfect for just a two day rip with your with your buddies. You know, put a bedroll in the back, right. wear a backpack, and just say we're gonna camp somewhere up on those mountains and we'll figure out a way to get there. Okay. Where the Norden 901 is everything else. It's 80 percent of that. But it's just more of a long-term relationship. Especially if there's a lot of street before you get to the mountains where you can say, let's get up there. Yes, absolutely. Because it's super street worthy. The 890 Adventure R worthy as well. It just doesn't have the same wind protection that the Norton has. And it's got the skinny and the skinnier seat. Skinnier seat. doesn't have that same comfort. Okay. Yeah. So those are kind of two different things. Also, of all of the mid-size adventure bikes that I've ridden, the Norden 901 is really the only one I'd feel comfortable having a pillion on. Oh, interesting. Because it has that stability and it has that horsepower. Right, right, right. Okay. Wow, it sounds like sounds like an awesome bike and sounds like you had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to add to it? Well, just if my answer to your question wasn't clear between the two bikes, you know, if I only had one bike, it would be the Norden 901 because it does everything really, really well. It does off-road really, really well. Not as good as, you know, the Naked PTM Adventure R, um, but it does travel. It looks amazing. But it's a little bit more of an, a bit more of an all-rounder. Weighs a little bit more, not much. I think maybe 30 or 40 pounds more. It carries the weight a little bit higher. I'm okay with that. I, I really like the aesthetic of the bike. I think that the, the Kiska design group, you know, wholly owned, I'm sure, by the uh, Pierre Mobility Group, of course. But um, I think they kind of nailed the Scandinavian look. In full disclosure, I'm married to a Swede, right? So I, this Scandinavian um, background is kind of in our family lineage now. <laughs> And she's given it, has she given the looks her seal of approval? Yes, she has. She really likes it. In fact, she likes the, okay. when it came out in ICMA uh, 2019, she thought it was awesome. Um, and okay. it's so funny because in Sweden, for example, if you go to breakfast, you just get breakfast. When you go to breakfast in America, you get wheat, rye, tell you, egg, <laughs> right. you have all these options. The fact that the Nord 901 has one version in one colorway, very Scandinavian. 
one choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but of course they've nailed it. They've, so so you don't need the other option. They've nailed it. And with the adjustability, like we mentioned in explorer mode, it's whatever you want to be riding that fits your mood and the and the conditions. So you know, even though that you know it it looks the way it does, and I love its aesthetic. I love that look. Um, it's just being able to create, you know, go from puppy dog mode to kind of, you know, raging tiger and back all at, you know, a click of the button. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your thoughts on it. Um, the Husqvarna Norden 901 gets a, uh, gets a thumb up by the sound of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Two thumbs up. And, um, okay, perfect. Yeah, I was really, um, I can't wait to get one here stateside, and try it out again. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jess. Really appreciate it.